Welcome to Fantasy Football BS with your hosts, Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from your newbies to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by Air Care Heating and Cooling, your number one air care heating and cooling provider in the Bay Area. In this episode, we'll be previewing all the games of the week, as well as giving you Bryduck and Snowman studs and duds of the week. So sit back and listen to this great content so you're the one dominating your league and hosting that fantasy football trophy at the end of the season. It's Bride Duck and Snowman. They come from San Man. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program. It's fantasy football. Mm. Division rivals player. Mm. Snowman's a Bronco while Bride Duck's a Raider. Yep. But that just makes for better bullshitting. <laughs> Two of the smartest football minds, so listen. A Raider in Fort Worth, the Bronco in the Bay. Bay. A mission to the top of the standings to stay. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Fantasy Football BS, our Thanksgiving episode. Happy Thanksgiving early on to our fans, f- friends, family, all of it. Thank you very much for always joining us on Fantasy Football BS. I'm the Snowman with my co-host, my Texas native and Las Vegas Raider rival over here, Bryduck. I just cracked open my beer for the episode. Man, I didn't even think I should have. I should have went and got a, a a fucking pumpkin beer. I dude, you know what's so funny is when I saw I, when I saw what you were drinking, I was like, dude, you totally missed a golden opportunity here. I, I it's fucked a golden, up. Golden, totally fucked up. I, I, I really new? did. What's new? I, I mean, <laughs> the foos over here missed the 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 drink uh, the beer I was having last week. Man, you would have you would have loved that one last week, foos. It was it was very sticky, iggy. Over Dude, here. you know it's so weird, and you always hear people say it, but like literally, we had that podcast. I've never even had this beer in my life, and now all of a sudden, I'm getting ads on my Instagram, rolling across <laughs> my Instagram for Mac Drizzy beer. I'm like, I live in Texas. Like, stop listening to me. So good. So I, weird. I love it. I, I love it. I I'm so glad that your Texas phone is flooded with bay area stuff i love <laughs> oh, it. oh always always i love but, it but 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 I, I think i think the the you know the real question here for it being thanksgiving week is is the old you know the question that everybody wants to know is it pecan pie or pecan pie snow you first pecan foos oh it's pecan that's that's you guys are both wrong it is pecan pie it's pecan pie so it's pecan pie. If you're, if you're eating pecan pie, it's pecan pie. But if you're eating pecans, you're eating pecans. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. We're going to leave it to the listeners. We're going to leave it to the listeners. I'll, I'll throw up the poll. I'm throwing that, up the that poll. Logic, that logic. I'm throwing up the poll tomorrow. That logic. But that's the way it is. That logic disproves itself, Bryduck. I'm sorry. No, because that's... Ask, ask anyone who eats pecan pie. You, you don't order a pecan pie. That's just weird. Moving on to the beer that I cracked open because I don't want to hear any nonsense over here by Bryduck. Uh, <laughs> drinking that Uber Hoppy, Uber Hoppy IPA from Valley Brewing Company. It's actually, dude, it's it's off this place, Miracle Mile. It's literally down the street from our house. Very very dangerous. I I was so stoked with a nice have- with a nice jazz club, eh? Yeah, it's hey, it is it's it's not I mean obviously not doing shit because of COVID but uh, nice little jazz club I I, I don't mind kind of trying to be classy for a night or two while I'm drinking 
six to eight percent beers and i don't know i maybe i can pull it off fake it until you make it walk in there with <laughs> walk in there with your top hat on with, with my top hat on my my white suit i'm all white with my white cane we we I'm good to go we would be honored if you would play jazz flute for us tonight <laughs> <laughs> i'll do it uh, I'll, I'll do it man this should this week has been crazy bryduck i mean it, it is completely nuts i i can't i showed you that that article earlier today last week we were talking about it the the day wednesday of or last week sometime right we were talking about Taysom hill uh coming up and all these people i think you were telling me what it was like a hundred and it was like a hundred and fifty thousand people had added him since like within the hour of him being announced as the starter a hundred and fifty thousand people added him on on all of these platforms so everybody's kind of like why is everybody adding Taysom hill all of a sudden well the thing that was the case here was he was listed as a tight end so he was about to play quarterback but listed as a tight end so you could put him in your tight end slot and he's going to get quarterback points so which which app was it that let it slide for the week was it it espn espn let it slide for the weekend and people had him in at tight end what he score like 22 points or something so you now you you have a a guy playing tight end who was literally in at quarterback for an entire game getting you a ton of points for tight end i'd be pissed i'd be pissed if i was in that yeah I'd like I couldn't furious. believe an app in a platform like ESPN. I mean Yahoo, like Yahoo crashed, right? We were yeah. talking about it. They the, crashed. Yeah, the platforms were all crashing. They couldn't keep up. They, there was too many people adding them. There, you know, the servers weren't ready for that that, that morning. <laughs> so they're like, "What the fuck is going on here?" But so. they did the right thing. They fixed it, right? They fixed it immediately. Yeah, they fixed it within the hour. And, on and most w- on most platforms. And then ESPN, a huge, large app, probably Yahoo and ESPN got to be the, the top two fantasy apps. Yeah. And again, this is why we talked about how Yahoo is our favorite. I mean, t- ESPN totally fucked up. Yeah. I, I, I was completely amazed that they allowed him to do that, to give themselves time to properly like fix it in their systems instead of like crash and then try to try to adjust it and just do all hands on deck now crazy shit so whoever had Taysom Hill in at tight end for them last week for the ESPN platforms uh was quite lucky I you better drop him now though because they have fixed it and now he is a quarterback going forward I mean he he put up he put up a good amount of points though you know if you're looking for a a flyer a streamer pickup you know something like that you know he he looked like he was able to, you know, get the job done and put up some good production. No, I mean, absolutely, absolutely. He, he did. He did well at at first. I was like, man, they're about to they're about to bench him and put in Jameis Winston. That first half and was a I, struggle. I, was hoping... I think that they were just trying too hard with it. You know, like they were just trying to get too cute with the play calling. Like, just open the playbook up. Uh, you know, let him do what Breeze does. You know, let him be a quarterback. If you want him to be a quarterback, let him be a quarterback and then utilize his skill set, you know, here and there. Don't make his skill set the entire game plan. And that's what it seemed like that yeah. first half was they were like, hey, he's a gadgety player. We're going to have every play like a trick play type play, you know? And it was just like, no, just let the kid drop back and throw the ball around, you know? 
Um, and then yeah, second half, no, it looked like he came out a lot more comfortable. And yeah, no, ab- absolutely. And I mean, I at least they did that right. Miami, I I think did the complete wrong thing. Right, they benched Tua for having a bad game, and then moments after the game, when asked, they said, "Oh no, Tua is going to be our starter next week." Why yeah. bench him? Bench him for for having a bad game. Let the kid learn. Like, make him experience those decisions instead yeah. of bench him. You gotta wonder though, was it more of a protection thing, right? Because he'd never been sacked that many times in his entire career, even going back to college. So I mean, you know, Fangio off, put up a, a defensive plan. Uh, yeah. I mean, coming off an injury like like he did, you know, I think it, it comes back to were they trying to protect the kid or were they trying to, you know, you know, prove a point, right? So true. Uh, but in, in this case, you know, Fitz Fitzmagic came in and and kind of threw the game away there at the end. Uh, but they had a shot. They had a shot. I think that was a really big upset for the Dolphins. That's for sure. Um, we were all talking yeah. about the game before the game started, trying to get some uh, some money, some a little bit of action going on the game, but but the the Broncos fan here wanted nothing nothing of it. Oh no, I know, I know, I, I didn't take the bet, everyone. Uh, I I didn't want to lose. I had already won twenty bucks off the foos earlier in the week. I wanted to take that money to the bank. Uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see. This week we'll be we'll be going over the the questionables, doubtfuls, outs. Obviously, our studs and duds uh, of of week twelve. Again, bringing back Foose's clues. Welcome back, brother. Uh, social media, catch us on uh, IG, Twitter, YouTube, all po- podcast platforms: iTunes, Spotify, Google, Acast. Uh, anything Podbean, you could you could catch us on on everything here and and as always, uh, just give a nice little shout out to our sound engineer. Welcome back, welcome back. The Foose is back, everyone. A little upset. I enjoyed the time off from the Foose last week. It, it was quite nice, but again. It's always glad to have you, brother. Thank you again for, for joining us, and, and why don't you hit us up? That's right, gentlemen. It's the Foos. Back at it again for another segment of Foos Clues. Yeah, boy. What's up? It is the Foos. I am back, and I'm spitting fire coming back on this week because I listened to the podcast last week. And I got to say, I need to apologize to the listeners immediately because last week's episode went totally off the rails immediately. Like, talking about Bryson's back hair, I mean, the the user mailbag question went totally off the rails. I was further away from understanding the concept after you guys ended up talking about it. So, you know, I got to apologize to the listeners. I, I'll, I, will, I will be here moving forward so that you guys don't have to deal with that sort of that sort of show ever again i got your guys back so uh let's get that out of the way straight up um but let's move on here in honor of it being thanksgiving this week let's start out with a, a little uh what are you guys thankful for so uh so let, let's start with Bryduck. what are you thankful for this season oh it's always family friends and uh and health my man all right Bryduck's got got the beauty pageant answer going uh let's let's hear what the <laughs> snowman thinks I'm always thankful for the the three best things, the booze, 
that I'm always drinking over here, always drinking the good beer over here. All thankful to the fans. I'm I'm here always so I don't get fined, but family friends, the fans out there, I'm thankful for all obviously good friends. Uh this this podcast has been able to obviously have a lot of impact on on us hanging out on a weekly ba- basis in three different area codes over here, California, Texas, New York. So I'm thankful for everyone here, but of course, I'm always thankful for the beer I'm drinking. I love it. And I'll finish it off with what I'm thankful for, and that is next season, because this season is not doing it for me. <laughs> let's uh, let's jump into some injuries here. Let's, let's ride with the injury report, and we are going to start off with Bryduck, talking about a man who is near and dear to my heart, and he, uh, he has been carrying my team for, or he was carrying my team for a few weeks, and he's been banged up. From your Detroit Lions, DeAndre Swift, he's questionable with concussion protocol. Looks like he should return this week. How much should we trust that, Bryduck? Yes, yeah, so uh, good news actually just broke uh, a few hours ago that he did return to practice. So um, that's obviously a promising sign. There's still some hurdles he'll have to uh, get over before game time. Um, but he's definitely on the right track. So look for uh, Swift to be able to be in your starting lineup this weekend. Good stuff. Good news for folks like me who really need good news if you are like me in your fantasy game right now. Let's move it over to Snowman and Dub Bears. David Montgomery, our other running back, he's also in concussion protocol. Do we have more good no- good news for David Montgomery? Uh, David Montgomery uh, should be also able to return this week. Uh, I, I know Bryduck's a little upset that I traded over David Montgomery in the week I traded him. He ends up getting hurt. Uh, typical typical this season. But yes, there there is some good news that David Montgomery uh, should return this week. Keep an eye on it. He should be good to go and be out of concussion protocol. Love it. Switching over to receivers. And this list is looking like my bench right now. Kenny Galladay. From the Detroit Lions, he is again questionable uh, with a hip injury. Uh, what are we thinking with, with my boy Kenny? Yes, yeah, so he, he didn't play uh, there in Week 11 against the Panthers. Uh, hasn't seen any practice time or any reps since Week 8. Um, so this was a week-to-week injury. You know, it's it's looking a little, a little grim here for Galladay. Um, I would anticipate him being out probably a little bit longer. He hasn't returned to practice yet, and with a hip injury, um, I, you know, I, I don't anticipate that he can just jump in uh, come Friday, you know, for practice and get himself ready by Sunday. Bummer. Looks like Mike Evans is staying in your boys' starting lineup. Let's move back over to running backs and CMC. Been a up and down season for this man, week to week to recover from the AC joint sprain. What are we thinking, Snowman? Uh, I, he's very he's doubtful and unlikely to play this week. I know I have him on on one of my rosters, and when I looked uh, today, he's projected five points, which means that he is definitely unlikely uh, and doubtful to play. It looks like Teddy Bridgewater is closer to playing this week than Christian McCaffrey is this week, but they are looking. I mean, the Panthers are on a bye week 13 as well so it it makes more sense to just rest Christian McCaffrey another week this week and 
have a bye week to give him another week and then come back week 14, which hopefully that is for everyone's fantasy playoffs. So hopefully everyone, I, I mean, I'm in, I'm in third place uh, in my league or fourth place, excuse me. Uh, I wasn't in, in second, but I lost this week. But in, in the playoffs, all you need to do is get to the playoffs if you have Christian McCaffrey and just hope that he's healthy to, to return and, and finish the season strong for everyone. Gotcha. So still touch and go with CMC. Let's uh, let's move on to another running back, a, another frequent name on this list as of the last few weeks, and that is Chris Carson from the Seattle Seahawks. This is uh, this list is looking like my roster, man. What, what are we thinking for for our boy Carson? Yeah, and uh, just to take a step back real quick on Galladay, he's actually uh, playing Thursday, so that makes his chances even less likely to play, uh, considering he didn't participate in practice today. So just to, to go back on on that one, but uh, Chris Carson, um, you know, after that that Thursday night win over the Cardinals, uh, Pete Carroll did say that Chris Carson will return. Um, Pete Carroll typically is not one to, you know, lay his cards on the table and tell you anything when it comes to injuries. Um, so in in this, you know, situation for him to come out and say that he is going to play, um, you know, I would I would take his word for it. And and if I'm a Chris Carson owner, I would look for him to play this week. Gotcha. Good news for Carson owners like myself. I love it. And we're going to round out this list with a quarterback name. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a quarterback that you want to get injured, let me know. I will pick him up and he will be on the IR next week. (laughs) Uh, Drew Brees, now Joe Burrow, who started for me last week, had a good game through the first half, went down on the IR with a torn ACL and MCL. Do we see any hope, Snowman, for Joe Burrow this season? What's the prognosis? How are we looking? Nah, he, he's he's done. I mean, he, he's absolutely done. It almost looked like a Gale Sayers injury where he just tears every part of his knee. And and I know we were all texting right when that happened. And seeing that replay, that thing looked ugly. I was, I mean, I was shocked it was still attached. Yeah, I, I honestly thought it was. We wish him the best in, in a speedy recovery. He definitely made things fun coming coming as a as a first pick. You never know what, what you're gonna get, especially with the quarterback in the in the first round. But he, he's had a really good year. I, I thought he looked really nice. Uh, he was able to make some good throws and, and make some, some games a lot more competitive than I thought. So thoughts and prayers are obviously with with Joe Burrow and hope he has a speedy recovery and expect him to be on uh, our positional rankings next year. Man, I, I was I was seeing uh Shefty out there saying that you know, it's it's possible that this could be a 12-month recovery and you know, that puts you into middle to end of next season. So his Yeah. His status for 2021 season is even in jeopardy here, not not to mention the rest of this season. So, you know, obviously, like you said, we wish him a, a speedy recovery, but, you know, not everybody is the Adrian Petersons of the world. Not everybody's coming back in eight or nine months from an ACL tear. And in this case, yep. it was an ACL, an MCL, a PCL, meniscus, other structural damage. I mean, it was just, it was pretty much as bad as it can get. He had the he has the Gale Sayers injury. Yeah, so I mean, poor, poor guy. Hopefully, he's able to to come back and uh, be right. Tough stuff for Mister Burrow. We wish him the best. Uh, we also wish Mister Derek Carr the best because I have picked him up and we'll be starting him <laughs> next week. So uh, I don't know if you if you're a Raiders fan, 
you, you might be be wary be wary uh, is uh, it, we, wish, so, we wish so, him the best as so, well so it's not the madden curse it's the foos curse the foos curse <laughs> man if you're starting quarterback for for the the foos's purple cobras look out i mean uh, it, it might be running backs too wide receivers you name it man <laughs> I, I, I i've never seen anything like it man i mean we could literally do an episode on just the injuries from your roster Hide your running backs, hide your wide receivers, hide your quarterbacks, because the foos is injuring everybody out here. <laughs> your your roster is legitimately your Niners roster in real life. It is Ooh, too, yeah. too soon, too soon, bro, too soon. Give, yeah. give me give me some time to, to let that one process. Let's move to less depressing things, and that is playoffs. That's our topic of the week. We want to talk playoffs. So give me a feel for the different types of playoffs there are out there. I know a lot of leagues have their own little flavor for a playoff. So uh, give us a sense of, of what the different structures are and how we should approach each structure depending on what your league is implemented. So we're, we're in a six-man six playoff league in our league, uh, which is not the default. The default is usually a four-team playoff for the commissioners that are setting it up. Um, and you, you have to change it. We changed ours to a six, gets more people in there. You can, at that point, add a, add a buy uh, for people that finish first and second. Uh, but my wife had a league last year that was a four-playoff team, or four-team playoff, excuse me, and to where they actually played two weeks in a row. So they had a semifinals and a final. So they had week 14, week 15 for the semifinals that take the accumulated points from that and the two winners of that would go to the finals and end up playing in the finals week 16 and week 17 which is a big no-no to begin with you never want your your season to go to week 17 because teams shut their players down whether they're having a losing season or a winning season and in playoffs no one wants their their star players to get hurt before playoffs in the NFL so you could easily miss or lose which she ended up losing uh, her her finals last year due to Lamar Jackson just not being able to play I uh, just it, it sucks it, it's stupid so there are different ways I would definitely encourage all newbies or even players no matter what when it comes to scoring playoffs whatever it is look at Read it over. If you have any questions, you can send it to us next year. We can let you know. But you should definitely ask your commissioner and get these things answered before the season starts because it does change your strategy. And I'll let Bryduck talk about how he would treat different formats, whether it's a 16 playoff or a 14 playoff, uh, being a one week or two week games. Yeah, I mean, for for me, I would I personally would not join a league that did the multiple week playoff, you know, format that you just talked about with like accumulating points from one week to another. Uh, that just seems way too convoluted, and I, I don't want to get into that. Um, I'm more of the standard type of leagues, like like the one that we're we're discussing here, where we have a six teamer, uh, one seed and two seed get a bye week that first week. Um, so 
you know, really when you're positioning yourself for the playoffs, you're trying to get that one or two seed so that you can get that first round buy. Um, because that first buy, that first round buy is crucial. There's been many years where I've actually won fantasy football championships and I looked at that bye week and I would have lost that week had I played somewhat. Like if I if, if things would have shaken up differently and I looked at who I would have played, um, I'm like, I would have lost that week, you know? So a lot of times it's really crucial that you get that first round buy. So that's, that's first and foremost is that's what you're trying to position yourself for. Next up, um, you know, I, I might be also looking at opponents that I could be facing in that first round and determining whether or not I might want to even throw a week, you know? So if I look at the playoffs and I say, okay, I know for sure I'm a lock for playoffs. I've already locked in playoffs. I'm going to make playoffs. If I lose this week, I'm going to play this team, which has worse players in my opinion. And I'd rather face this team. I might, you know, kind of just throw a bunch of scrub players in for the week and, and kind of throw the week. So you kind of have to strategize. Um, sometimes that's foolish also because you might lose anyways uh you know the next week so it's it's not a, a foolproof plan or anything like that but there's a lot of things that you can do to position yourself to have a better chance because everybody has those teams in their league that they look at and they're like i do not want to face this guy come playoffs um so everybody's got that team in their league so if you're looking at it and you're like shit this is the guy i'm looking to face and you don't want to face that guy you got to you got to kind of strategize with that. Absolutely. And and just being able to, to again, we, we discussed it a strategy a couple weeks ago, right? Just making sure you're looking. If you're going to pick up people off the waivers, make sure you're looking at who they're going to play in the playoffs, whether you're you're in a bye or not. If you're positioned like you are in a bye and week 15 is going to be your first game, look at week 15 and week 16 to see who those players, whether it's your kicker or your defense, uh, see who those matchups look like to see if that can better position yourself for those games yeah yeah i ain't in on on kickers and defense because you know in my opinion there's no real defense this year that's kind of stood out amongst any other defenses as a team like you have to hold on to come playoff time so yeah you look at those teams they're playing and and look at who's gonna have those best matchups and go with those guys exactly Bryduck, I've heard you talk in previous weeks about uh, holding your waiver priority for uh, for the playoff weeks. So can you quickly recap that for the folks who may have missed it? And, and when do you pull the trigger on that? Is it week one of the playoffs because you're not guaranteed tomorrow? Or are you evaluating your, your matchups each week and deciding when it's best to use it? I mean, really, it depends because it depends on the type of player that might become available, right? So like... If, say, Christian McCaffrey was back in the starting lineup for the last, you know, several weeks and Mike Davis got dropped like initially and, and nobody ever picked him up and then say Christian McCaffrey has an injury this weekend and you know he's done for the year and Mike Davis is going to be the starter for the the rest of the year. I'm going to use my waiver priority that week because that's a, that's a really key piece that's becoming available on the market. 
you're not going to have guys like that every week. Like this week on the waiver wires, we were all discussing it. Like it's slim pickings right now. There's not a whole lot out there. You know, I think the cream of the crop this week, in my opinion, is probably Gus Edwards, just because he's going to get the whole workload at, at running back because Dobbins and Ingram are out with COVID. So he's going to be the primary running back this weekend, but he has a shitty matchup. He's going up against the Steelers. So it's like, eh, you know, that's still not great. Um, do I want to use my top waiver wire priority this week on a one week flyer for a guy that's only going to start this week? And then next week it's going to be Dobbins and Ingram as the the main running backs again. No, I'm not going to use that waiver wire. So you kind of have to weigh those, those options. So in very rare circumstances in this in at the end of a season, you're going to come across that type of player. That's going to come up just like you have to use Um, now come playoff time. Now you're going to want to start to prioritize that because now you can use it for two purposes. You can use it to either screw the team you're playing. If they need a player and you know who the top players are out on the wire, you can go scoop them up to block them or you can use it if you need a player and you have a higher priority. So that's where you gotta, you're going to have to kind of strategize as well. So, I mean, it's going to be on a case-by-case basis, but in my opinion, at the end of a season, you know, where, where we're at right now with, what, three weeks until playoffs? So with three weeks until playoffs, is there going to be a player that comes up in the next three weeks that's going to be like a must-have you know, that's going to, I I don't see it. We've already had so many injuries this year that we've already gone through all the must haves. <laughs> yeah, very true. So do you use that priority week one of the playoffs or do you look ahead at all? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Also, uh, when it comes to playoffs, I go very much to a, I must win this week. I don't look to next week because there might not be a next week. If you dismiss what's, you know, your opponent this week, like a lot of people look at projection points like this week. And, and, and one of my leagues, I was projected to beat my buddy by like 24 points and he beat me by eight points and I beat my projection in points. So I actually exceeded what I was supposed to get, but he way exceeded what he was supposed to get, you know? So a lot of times you can't look at that. Oh, this guy's projected to get super low. I'm going to kick his ass and then kind of just dismiss the week and look to next week. Cause then you get your ass kicked. So you can't do that. Um, you know, in my case, I, I got kind of cute. I knew what I should have done and I didn't start the guy I should have started. I just went with another person and it totally screwed me. So, um, you know, when you look at those projections, you have to, you have to remember that these are projections. They're not set in stone. They're just based off of analytics. You know, nothing's foolproof. So, you know, anomalies are going to happen and you're going to have situations where you have an Adam Thielen who fucking puts up 40 points against you when he hasn't done dick all year. <laughs> you sound a little bitter about that, my man. <laughs> and then he goes and gets COVID the next fucking day. You asshole. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's good stuff. Oh, Getting you folks set up for your playoff runs. I love it. Well, that's all we got for Foos Clues this week. Keep listening. Tag your poster comments with hashtag Foos Clues to be sure I get all the complaints and get your listener questions on the air for you. With that, I'll send it back to Bryduck and the Snowman. Thank you. Thank you, the Foos, of course, as always. And let's, uh, this is kind of a perfect time for us to just kind of sit back, 
uh, and listen to our sponsored ad. If you're looking to add to your sports memorabilia collection, do yourselves a favor and check out the best in the business, Baybreakers. They'll give you a chance to win full-size football helmets signed by some of your favorite players. I've already added some fire helmets to my collection, and you can too. Just follow Bay Breakers on Facebook and get in the game. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, again, uh, thank you again, the Foos. Thank you, Bay Breakers. As always, dropping that those sick lids over there. Uh, Bay Breakers on Facebook. Go check them out. Uh, jumping right in. We got we got three games uh, for, for Thursday night, or Thursday, excuse me. Uh, now, of course, uh, the Dallas one might be a little shitty, but at least it's a, a divisional game, so maybe it'll be a, a defense power, ground and pound, interesting game for for football buffs like us to watch by duck. But for for everyone else, it might be a little boring. But uh, Houston uh, versus Detroit, you got two terrible defenses. Uh, you got offensive players uh, on, on both teams on Houston and Detroit that should just have really good days. Uh, are, are you expecting any, any any particular names to just kind of go off on either one of these teams? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Galladay, we, we, we discussed he's injured. He's probably not going to be playing. Swift, I, I'm looking for him to – he should be in the game. Um, but obviously, the big name is going to be Deshaun Watson here. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson's going to be the, the highlight, you know – reel out there on the field and you know hopefully give us uh, all something to watch while we're eating our, our turkey uh you know there for thanksgiving dinner so you know for for me this this game and the washington dallas game those are both kind of just mediocre games and, and and it goes back to every single year like i feel like detroit and like the Bears and the Cowboys and the Redskins or the Redskins, the Washington football team, one of those four teams are like always playing every single Thanksgiving. Like, can we just I understand tradition, and everything, but can we go away from it when the teams are just shitty and irrelevant? You know, like right. when teams are just bad, like nobody wants to watch that on Thanksgiving. Like we want to watch like primetime football, which, you know, leads me into this other one here. Baltimore versus the, the the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now that's a game that I'm I'm looking to watch. You know, what, now what... hopefully hopefully that shit actually happens. I mean, they're they're saying as of right now it's on, right? Yeah. But if well, there's any new positive yep. cases, and again, stay away from the Tonsil Hockey Titans. Well, stay away from the Tonsil Hockey Titans, <laughs> and you will end up playing. That's just the rule of thumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, what what were they up to uh, today? Nine nine total positives. So they had five players, four staff members, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and exactly. They, right now, they should still be on track to play. But if any more positives come out, you know, say tomorrow, um, you know, then this this game could be in jeopardy here, which would be total bummer for all of us because that's literally the only game on thanksgiving that probably everybody's looking forward to watching um unless you're a fan of one of those shitty other four teams i mentioned yeah (laughs) and i I was i was looking at it i was like shit i can't wait to talk about this topic because i've been saying the same thing for years that what again screw tradition these teams suck thanksgiving everyone has it off everyone wants to drink have some turkey why don't you put some enjoyable games on TV? Yeah, just of flex them shitty... out. Yeah, flex them out. 
because what's going to happen? I'm going to end up drinking too much probably and, and sleeping on the couch because the game sucks. Yeah, I'm going to fall asleep before halftime and then I'm going <laughs> to wake up and eat three more slices of pumpkin pie and then I'm going to go lay back on the couch and fall back asleep for another three hours. <laughs> I'm going to get my second win for that Baltimore and Pittsburgh game though. Exactly. Second win coming back. Um, I mean, I'm looking for that. Who, who do you think is going to win? Let's screw the other teams. Who's going to win that, oh, that rematch? That's a tough one, man. That Because I've said it already. Like The Steelers really haven't proven to me that they are the undefeated team that they are. Um, they got to be the worst undefeated team in history of NFL at this point. Yeah, they're just they're just winning winning games because of just like an easy schedule, easy situation, and it's just like things are just kind of shaking out their way. Um, <laughs> it really is. And, and in this game, you know, I look for Lamar Jackson to kind of come out and, and have that statement game. I think he's hearing a lot of the noise out there. Um, a lot of naysayers, a lot of doubters. Um, and, and, and rightfully so. I mean, when you look at Lamar Jackson this year, he's only eclipsed 250 yards passing one time all season. One now, time all season, he's thrown fantasy. for over 250 yards. Yeah, so he, He's had a decent fantasy season just because of the rushing Because yards. of the rushing yards. So that's what makes him relevant when it comes to fantasy purposes because he's still putting up production because he runs the ball a lot. But when you look at him as a, as a pure quarterback and, and, you know, and asking if I think one team is going to beat another, I, you know, that kind of – plays factor here you know if it comes into a shootout can Lamar Jackson keep up with Big Ben that's the question you know we know Big Ben can throw for 500 yards a game can Lamar Jackson you know yeah no absolutely absolutely Lamar Jackson right now is uh ranked QB 13 in a in a in a PPR league not that that matters for quarterbacks but and in many leagues was the second quarterback probably taken off the board if not the first in some yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, Mahomes, and I blame Mahomes I blame I blame the NFL top 100, you know. They they fucking made this guy the number 1 player in the NFL, made him MVP and all this stuff and it's like, yeah, you know, let's pump the brakes a bit here. You know, really yeah. Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, really? Really? Yeah. I I, I don't know. If, if if you're asking me, I'm not taking Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson. No I shot. have Russell Wilson. He, he's doing quite well for me in my other league, so I'm, I'm quite happy. And everyone is the person that swooped up Lamar Jackson, got him in the second round after right after Mahomes, and that guy's in close to dead last just because Mahomes or Lamar Jackson is just not having a very good year. Yeah, a lot of people wasted some pretty high picks there on Lamar, but you know, I, I think in this game, I, you gotta you gotta go Steelers. I mean, they're undefeated, and until anybody proves them otherwise, you know they're 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 the king right now, and you know they've got the crown. And until someone takes it, you know I'm I'm gonna have to take the Steelers in this one. I mean, uh, you got you got too many weapons on for the Steelers. It's going up. I, I'm just looking forward to seeing the 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 Steelers offense going against the the Ravens defense. That is just kind of a, a clash of helmets right there. Uh, the Steelers have obviously can put up some points. They got some good talent. James Conner obviously is going to be a dud every week. Uh, but you got uh, Chase Claypool, who is a great, great rookie first, wide receiver. First rookie in the Super Bowl era to have 10 touchdown receptions in 10 games. And his first yeah. 10 games. Yeah. 
first first Ridiculous. rookie ever to do that. Yeah, it's it's unreal. And I mean, who knows? I mean, he he could end up being offensive rookie play uh, of the year if if just. I mean, I I think it could also go with uh, Justin Herbert, but uh there there's some argument for a, a Chase Claypool being where he was drafted and being on a team that was already crowded with wide receivers with Juju Deontay Johnson they were crowded in there he ended up coming in making a start after Johnson went down and just tore it up and hasn't seen the bench ever since so going into uh into Sunday's games you got you got just kind of a matchup. There wasn't really a ton, but you got a you got a matchup versus uh, of old versus new. You got the the Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. We were just talking. Uh, Patty Mahomes is guy. I mean, he's the face of the NFL. I mean, rightfully so. So the guy's the guy's a beast. I mean, look what he he did. I hate to hate to bring it up, but I mean that was a hell of a hell of a drive to to end up capping that win over the Raiders this week. Oh yeah, no, I mean I probably could have thrown that to Kelsey in the end zone with it being about forty yards between defenders, but yeah, um, Mahomes is just ridiculous, and I'm glad I have him on my fantasy team because pretty much every week you know he's going to win the week for you. He's an absolute stud. Um, you know Brady versus Mahomes is is. It is kind of like you said, you know, kind of the the king passing on the throne here. Um, yep. That's kind of what this game symbolizes and represents here. Uh, so I, I look for Mahomes to have the upper hand just because they're a little bit more explosive. And watching that game, I don't know. Tampa Bay is like one of those teams where like, one week they look great, but then the games where like they really need to be competitive, they get their asses kicked. Like against the Saints, got their asses kicked. Um, you know, it's against the Rams, they lose. Brady looked like shit. Uh, just an it's got to be frustrating, game. right? I mean, especially as as a Tampa Bay fan, right? You see their your team just do great, and then all of a sudden suck. Do great. I mean, look what they did against Green Bay, right? They had a great game. They shut down shut down Aaron Rodgers and the, and the Packers uh, and Tom Brady has a great game. Then the following week he scores like seven points. Then he scores 35. Then he comes back with nine points. Like there's no consistency or whatever. And I know you were trying to trade uh, someone in our league because they had Tom Brady and then Tom Brady that week ended up just going completely, completely nuts the week you try to trade and then yeah yeah like 45 points or some stupid shit and i was like oh great now everybody's gonna think tom brady's gonna put up 40 points every week <laughs> he, he's up there though he's in he's in the top 10 yeah uh, so far and yeah i mean he, he's doing it but i mean shit again, you got godwin Evan evans antonio brown like i would hope you're in the top 10 and and let's go back to to you know i i you know, I wouldn't say I missed on the prediction because, you know, he still did relatively well. But Antonio Brown had 13 targets in that Monday night game. Had yeah. he, you know, and he had a ton of volume coming his way. Had he caught more passes in that game, he would have had a huge game. He ended up with like 14 points. He still had a pretty, pretty damn good game. Um, he ended up but dropping... I, dropping a pass that would have been like a 40 yard catch or something yeah like that, that one right off that the tips been... of his fingers yep yeah he just yep. kind of looked like he like kind of just misjudged it or something but like even then like lay out for it you know give some effort um 
that always kills me when wide receivers just kind of like put their hands out there and just like let it hit their hands and they're just like ah whatever like lay out for it man the t-rex arms yeah give it a go uh but but you know in this game obviously uh a lot of big names to be watching out for the three wide receivers from tampa bay i just mentioned and then obviously from uh from the chief side you got mahomes clyde edwards hilaire uh kelsey hill hill um obviously all big names to be watching out for in that game absolutely absolutely and going into into monday uh monday night football just more is is this going to be a blowout or is is Seattle going to blow them out or is Seattle going to do what Seattle does and just kind of barely come away with a win? Now, let me let me ask you guys a question here because I saw some pretty mind-blowing stats today, but I still want to take, get your guys' take on this. Uh, Carson Wentz. Now, people are just bashing Wentz for Philly being terrible. <laughs> like, I get it, man. You're the quarterback. You're the face of the franchise. But that is a just a bad team it is like so further beyond the quarterback issue there Um, now he's been playing bad football this year he's been making bad decisions but you know what's your take on Wentz because I mean going into the season man I was like I I think Wentz could have been I I was thinking he could have been a steal like he was ADP like in the 80s you know I was like oh man he get him in like the eighth round like yeah that's a great quarterback to get way late in the draft and he has just been such a bust so these stats is he's dead last in fumbles interceptions first downs I mean pretty much any category statistically that's you know something that quarterbacks are judged on uh, he's ranked dead last in the league right now Uh, it's pretty mind-blowing I didn't realize he was doing that terribly well I'm looking at it right now and and so he is QB 16 in our league. He's actually ahead of Derek Carr. Um, but, I mean, it is, it is kind of mind-boggling. I know Miles Sanders has, has been hurt. Obviously, Zach Ertz was down, and so was Goddard was down as well. So there goes that. But, I mean, I don't know. It's a very frustrating question because I thought the same thing. I thought that was going to be a steal. I was ending up. I was picking him up sometimes um, in mock drafts. I was picking him up like one of the last rounds, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" For me to have him as my backup quarterback, and I had like Josh Allen and, and Carson Wentz, and I was like, "Wow!" They, I mean, that's a that's a great combination. Yeah, C- Carson Wentz will come in, have have a good start to the season. I can use him as trade bait, pick up somebody else, and then all of a sudden he just fell off in his leading stats. I I don't know if I could blame blame every everyone around him uh because last year he's he had shit around him and he still was successful so i think he's just starting to to get in his head a little bit and and making bad decisions let's uh to answer that question let's talk a bit about the offensive line situation which last season featured guys like jason kelsey brandon brooks and lane johnson all playing at all pro caliber Uh, not to mention a guy like jason peters holding down the left tackle uh, this year, they've been marred with injuries. Uh, Pryor has, has had to plug in for Brandon Brooks. Uh, Peters had had to move over to right guard instead of left tackle. They got Dillard plugging in at left tackle. Uh, all of a sudden, Peters moves back over to left tackle. Matt Pryor is in at right guard. 
Uh, I mean, they're, they're moving all over the place. I mean, to me, uh, the line of scrimmage makes all the difference in football. You guys know that as well as I do. And if you go from having possibly the best offensive line in football to one of the worst, your play is going to across the board dip. So to me, that's the biggest factor in, in the decline of, of uh, Carson Wentz. 100%. It could, it could, I mean, it could definitely lead to his decision-making, right? Never feeling comfortable in the pocket, making some bad throws. Fumbles, obviously, uh, are coming from strip sacks, uh, that type of thing like that. So there, there is definitely a lot of it. I think it is is too much. I mean, it's Philly, right? Philly always does this shit. They always blame, and they're so hard on their own players. They're booing their players. They're booing. I, I don't go in there. I don't boo my team as, as much as it sucks sometimes or whatever. But, I mean, Philly is a tough place, probably one of the hardest places to play as a sports uh, player, especially on the Eagles, is, is playing for Philly. So I, I think they should back off. Call what it is this year. Uh, injuries have, have suffered the offensive line, and your, your play has suffered. Don't don't throw him out to the wolves. And then, I mean, you got rid of Nick Foles. You wanted to go with Wentz over Nick Foles and stick with your decision and, and maybe get some help around him. Yeah, no, I, I agree, I agree. Um, and then flipping to the other side of that with Seattle, obviously they're like an all-star team. I mean, take your pick. Uh, you got uh, Carson, you've got Lockett, you've got DK Metcalf, you've got obviously Russell Wilson. Uh, so a lot of big names to be watching out for in that game on the other side of the ball. Is this going to be a blowout? You know, is this going to be one of those ones where Seahawks just come in and, and kick their ass, or is this a possible trap game here? I. I mean, it, it definitely could. I mean, I'm scared because I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh, man, should I go with Seattle for Survivor? Yeah, that's what, that's like, what I was getting to. I'm like, is this <laughs> is this one of those ones where it's kind of a trap game here? Oh, man, I, I think I'm going to stay away from – I think I'm going to stay away from this one. I, I'm thinking about going – I mean, I don't know. It, I don't know, man. I, in my opinion, with with the Rams winning that game against the Buccaneers, it kind of forces the hand of the Seahawks to to win this game. They have to go out and win this game. It's a must win yeah. for the division. Um, you know, this really makes or breaks the season on on whether or not they're going to stay, you know, neck and neck, or if they're going to start, you know, playing the oh we're a game behind every week, you know, thing. So. I, I kind of feel like this is a must win for the Seahawks. I think that it's safe to say that the Seahawks are going to win this one. I, I think I'm going to have to end up going with them. I, I just, I've already gone the Dolphins. Uh, I, I've already gone the Bills. I've already gone. Uh, I mean, I've gone with so many good teams already. Wait, already what? You don't want Chiefs. you don't want to put your your season on the line going with the Raiders against the Falcons? Oh man, no, no, because I I want to wait over here, bro. I mean. I'm looking at who do we have uh, left that that you would wait for next week, bro, against the Jets. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So you want to take us against that trap game? That's the game that they lose. <laughs> also, San- Sanchez food. Sanchez is going to come out out of the the tunnel eating a hot dog just for old time's sake. <laughs> if if the Foose has Derek Derek Carr starting at QB this week, you may not want to pick them. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, go jumping into our. Our studs and duds uh, hit us up, Bryson. I know you're excited to uh, announce this one. Who won last week? I'm um, pulling the stats. 
what do we got here? What were we on? Week. Oh, geez. You're it, the you're the winner. In... No. Right? No, I didn't win. You won. Did I? Oh, the one... You didn't put yeah. you didn't put it in here. Yeah, it says it says four to two, but apparently that's the old one. Yep, that's there it is. So yeah, win again. So what is that? Five wins on the season. Yeah, a little little controversy with it going in. Of so, course. Yep, we did have a little controversy here, folks. We did have a little controversy. So he did have my my Aaron Rodgers stud marked as a dud, because um, we were we were going off of a different platform for for points, um, but we were able to come to a conclusion there. So a little bit of a con- controversy there. Is there enough games left in the season for you to come back here? Would you have to win out? I think I would have to I would have to win out just to to be able to get it if if we're continuing the the rest of the season I would have to win out just to just to tie just to tie <laughs> so, snow no. snowman and the jets mathematically eliminated from contention at this point <laughs> hey we're tanking for Lawrence both winless tanking for Lawrence <laughs> oh man, man. so good. yeah no it was definitely definitely we got to figure out a way uh, maybe the fans can help us out here and figure out a way to 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 get rid of these tiebreakers. Uh, that way, it can either produce more wins or losses for for either one of us. Because um, as many as many wins as you have, as as many ties as we have as well. So yep. it's definitely uh, we we tie quite a bit. So we, we got to think of something. Uh, now this is some shit we just figured out like the week before our first episode. So <laughs> it's not. It's not something that we we thought too hard about, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I, but it's I been vote, fun. I vote for three legged sack races on consecutive Saturdays. <laughs> oh, yeah. Via Zoom. Via Zoom. Via Zoom. Uh, why don't Why don't you start us off uh, with your duds over here? All right. All right, guys. My first dud of the week, and this is going to be a little bit of a uh, uncharacteristic thing of me to do, but I'm going to call Todd Gurley who's going up against my Las Vegas Raiders, a dud. And everybody knows that I typically go the other way with this, and I usually go with the running back and the quarterback who's facing my Raiders. But in this case... And the tight end. Yeah, and the tight end. But in this case, Todd Gurley's only rushed for 100 yards one time all season. It's actually crazy. One time all season. Um, He's been very touchdown dependent. Now, he is scoring a lot of touchdowns, but his yardage is very low, and the amount of carries he's getting is dramatically being reduced by by Hill's production. Um, So his projection for points here is at 16.41. I think that's awfully high for a guy who's struggling to even get into the double digits lately. Uh, you know, especially if he doesn't get those touchdowns and a lot of those games, he wouldn't even hit double digits. Um, yeah, agreed. So he's been very touchdown dependent. So for Todd Gurley owners, I'm a little weary on this one and, uh, I'd steer clear. Uh, plus, you know, we, we did, we did, uh, get a lot of our players back from COVID that were out. So I expect our defense to be a little bit more, um, you know, in their element this weekend versus last weekend where they were thrown in, you know, the day before the game. Uh, my neck, yeah, your defense still sucks, but you know, I don't know, man. Pick. I don't know, man. I, I, I think we held our own against Mahomes. I think that was, that wasn't a bad game. Uh, but yeah, our defense is divisional bad. game. I wouldn't divisional say our, game. I wouldn't say our defense sucks. I would say Paul Gunther sucks. He's a terrible defensive coordinator, but we won't get <laughs> into that. Pretty, 
I mean, well, he's pretty bad. I mean, God, don't even get me started. Uh, Miles Sanders uh, is going to be my second dud of the week. He's projected to put Good up pick. 17.81 points. That's just crazy. Volume's there, but the production just hasn't been. Uh, Foose mentioned it. Their, their offensive line is the big reason for that. Their offensive line, it's all, it's all coming from the trenches, and it's throwing that entire offense off. And, uh, you know, Philly's just bad. They're just a bad team. Uh, and I anticipate that the Seahawks jump way out ahead, which then begins to Carson Wentz throwing 50 times all day and, you know, not a lot of production there for, for Miles Sanders or a lot of opportunity. Um, now he might get a lot of garbage time PPR points out of the backfield. So you might, you might get a little bit, get, get, get a little bit of pr- production there, but that's, you know, that's pretty much what you're hoping on. Uh, last up, I'm going to, I'm going to keep rolling with it here, guys. James Connor, again, going to be another dead of the week. Uh, going every week with it. Every week with James Connor. I've fucked James Connor. He fucked my whole season. <laughs> <laughs> great guy. Great guy. Great story. You know, I hope nothing but the best for the guy, but for fantasy football purposes, fuck James Conner. Uh, projected 13.73 points versus the Ravens. Obviously, divisional opponent. Ravens are very tough. Um, you know, prior to last week against Jacksonville, Connor hadn't eclipsed 50 yards rushing in nearly a month. That's um, crazy. So, you know, it's he's just not getting getting any yardage. Uh, and then Snell. And you're going against Baltimore. Yeah, and then you're going up against Baltimore, and then Snell. When you get in the the goal line, or shit, even the red zone, and and you know anywhere from like the 15 yard line in, it seems like they bring Snell and he vultures all the touchdowns, and then Connor just becomes completely irrelevant. He's basically just a in between the 20s guy. Uh, yep. So his his utilization is is shocking and kind of uh, alarming if you're an owner of Connor right now. Yeah, no, uh, agreed, agreed, and that's why uh, I already put him in for week 13 on our list, just just to steal him away from your constant dead list over here. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, he keeps hitting that fucker. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's, it's, I keep losing because of James Conner. <laughs> uh, so my, my dud of the week now, or my first one, uh, I, I'm actually, and it's going to be a little bit surprising for, for a lot of people over here since he just blew up. Uh, Cooper Cup uh, going going against San Francisco. San Francisco still, with all the injuries, they're still battling out there on defense. Uh, last time he was matched up against San Francisco, he only scored four points. Uh, they, they put in, and when it comes to, the Rams wide receivers are, are a little tough as well, right? Uh, they both had great games last night, uh, of course. They both had both easily over 20 points or something like that each. But they have to be schemed into the game. And uh, Robert Woods had a much better game against the Niners last time. They obviously found something a matchup-wise with Robert Woods that favored their offense better than than a Cooper Cup does. So Cooper Cup, again, I, I think he's just going to get locked down, and I think he's actually going to surprise a lot of people and, and end up struggling again against the, a, a still a tough Niners defense. Uh, he's projected to have 15.99 points. Um, Tyler Lockett. Now, of course, every time I choose Tyler Lockett as a dud, he ends up going off. So everyone, uh, you should be thanking me for that. But he ends up doing... It's really weird. I was looking it up uh, today when I was doing the list, right? He goes 
three mediocre games and then he has like 30 points and then he'll go back down to like eight points nine points 11 points and then he'll go 45 points and (laughs) this just happens to be that week where he does again is is going to be on the third and uh and i i just think seattle is going to get up in points early on and and i think that's going to end up leading to them running the ball more and just kind of controlling the clock and and, and playing more of a possession game and and that's DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is is by far the I think the wide receiver one out there. So Tyler Lockett projected to have twenty point two four points this week. Uh, I, I'm looking at him to to be a dud this week. Uh, Juju Smith uh, is my third dud of the week. I, I'm not a big Juju fan. I've I've talked about it quite a few times already. Uh, I just think he's being He's out-targeted in that offense now, and there's something going on. Uh, I, I don't think Big Ben truly trusts Juju. I, I think Big Ben earlier uh, in Juju's career really only had Juju to throw to, so he was kind of forced to throw to Juju because he didn't have Antonio Brown or or um, or Emmanuel Sanders anymore. But now with Deontay Johnson and Clay, or Chase Claypool, I think Juju Smith is wide receiver three in that lineup. He's actually been out-targeted by Claypool and Johnson the last five weeks in a row. Uh, even, even uh, not this last week, the week before that, he had 13 targets. He was still out-targeted by Chase Claypool with 15 targets. So uh, he, he's definitely out-targeted every single week. And going up against a Baltimore's defense... I just think, again, Baltimore's got a really good defense, and, and I think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle for Juju to to score the 14.93 points, obviously, minus three of that. But those would be my duds of the week. Braddock, hit us up with your studs. All righty, guys. So my studs of the week, first one up. Wayne Gallman. If Wayne is Gallman is available in your fantasy football leagues, go scoop him up right now. This kid has been tearing it up since he stepped in for Freeman. Um, so he's going up against Cincinnati, which I think is going to be on the major struggle bus with no Burrow. Um, and I anticipate the Giants actually having a really good day against Cincinnati here. Their defense has already been pretty, pretty horrendous this year. And obviously, if their offense can't move the ball, their defense is going to struggle because they're going to be on the field all day and they're going to be tired. Um, so he's scored. Wayne Gallman has scored five touchdowns in his last four games. Foose, I see you looking. I already own him. Uh, Double digits in last four contests. So, you know, this is is one of those ones where, you know, you're you're excited for the matchup. You're excited for the opportunity. And you're really excited looking at he's only projected to put up 11.84 points. He's definitely going to exceed that. Um, So I'm I'm anticipating some big things here from Wayne Gallman. Next up, going to be a little bit of a shocker for you guys because of what I was mentioning earlier, but I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson in this game. And just simply based off of the fact that, like I said, this is a prove-it game. He's got to prove 
to the league that he is not just a you know one trick pony and that he can be more than a you know one hit wonder uh, because everybody's wondering right now is he RG3 or can he be you know more transcendent and actually become a franchise quarterback because right now you're kind of looking like RG3 Lamar Jackson and I think it's time to step up and division game no better time to shine than on primetime on Thanksgiving and show the world that you can kick some fucking ass and go out there and put up some big points um so he's projected to put up 26.7 points so i think that's a doable number uh between his throwing and his rushing he's he's been hitting that all year he's been hitting that 24 range so it's not far off tripping tripping you don't like that one you i i mean i like it for myself i might be i might be i might be reaching a little bit but we'll see we'll see hey man prime prime time it brings a different element if this was sunday afternoon i wouldn't be choosing lamar jackson but under the lights things happen man big games happen big moments happen and i don't think lamar jackson's just gonna go out there and lay a dud on prime time there's no way i'm I'm looking at this right now and out of six weeks right he's only eclipsed the, 250 yards passing one time I, i'm not talking about i'm talking about total points here brother okay i i mean you're looking he's he, there's been he was 33 in week one 19 week two 16 week three 30 week four 18 week five 32 week six by 20 18 26 19 what do you mean he's been hitting those numbers all fucking year? What do you? I heard a lot of thir- I heard a lot of thirties in there. You average that out, he's probably around twenty four. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back. We'll come back on the fact check here, folks. But what, what's his what's his uh, QB rating on the year? Is he top thirteen? He's he's thirteen. Yeah. Okay. So he's thirteen. So yeah. So he's not even in your top ten right now. Damn. Well, I'm still I'm still rolling with him. <laughs> I like the pick. Wait, you you put Lamar Jackson in the same category right there as RG three? The man won a Heisman. The man won an MVP. I mean, yeah, hey, but he's, but he's he was a one hit wonder. Right <laughs> I mean, that's that's rough company to put on a guy. He's had a he's had a bad season. But who, that's who, rough company right there. Who 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 backs up our who backs up Lamar Jackson right now? Yeah, of RG3. course. Yeah, RG three. He's, he's, he's a similar style quarterback, but but you you put him in the same conversation in terms of accomplishments. I are, mean, that's, are you that's saying rough, are you man. saying that Lamar Jackson is better than, or are you saying RG three oh, was better than? Lamar Jackson is is better than RG three clearly. I don't know, man. RG three had the the rookie of the year campaign. Like he really took the league by storm. I I think that's a good debate. You know, maybe maybe one that we'll want to come back to. Uh, but I, I I don't know. I'd have to go look at the stats from that rookie campaign from RG three and last year's season for Lamar and compare the two. But yeah, I mean, those are probably comparatively, I would say, similar seasons. Without knowing the stats offhand, I would say that they're probably similar seasons. There's a reason your your voice is all raspy and hurting today. <laughs> uh, it's the strep throat, Dick. <laughs> you come you coming with those Stephen A. Smith takes right now. I don't know. I don't know, man. Oh, Who, yeah. Who's your last stud? Uh, 
My last stud's going to be Tyree Kill. I think this is an easy one. Um, I can't believe he was projected as well. 15.64 points, which is incredible. He's surpassed 15 points in 9 of 10 contests this season. So this is this is kind of one of those ones that you look at and you're like, oh, yeah, that's an easy one. Um, and he's going up against New England. Not a not a great matchup. Um, obviously, the, the Patriots have good corners. Uh, they're still playing pretty solid, you know, pretty solid defense. Uh, so it's not a gimme. But like I said, I think that this is one of those games that Mahomes kind of has to take that leap and kind of take the throne from uh from brady here and i think he comes out and makes a statement game and i think tyreek hill is a big part of that exactly no that's a good call and i actually i almost went with uh with hill as well and i also almost uh went uh with gallman as well those are two two definitely good picks i was a little pissed when i saw that i was like ah shit uh those are those are probably uh wins over there I went uh, with my first stud. I went with with Justin Herbert. Now, uh, that that's your boy over here. Uh, Justin Herbert against Buffalo. Uh, 18.72 points is what he is projected uh, to have. The guy is it is snowing? Average. Is it is it in Buffalo? I haven't even looked. Where are they playing? Are they playing in Buffalo? Is there 12 uh, inches of snow? Why is he only projected to put up 18 points? I mean, isn't that that's retarded, right? I mean, he's been putting up like thirty points low. every week. Exactly. I mean, it's it's in Buffalo, so it, which is probably why uh, maybe maybe they're thinking that that West Coast boy over here uh, can't handle the the Buffalo cold. But still, eighteen point seven two points. I mean, the guy's averaged thirty three plus points the last in in the last six games. I mean, it's kind of a, a no, it's one of those no-brainers where you're like a little surprised that the guy's that low so uh justin herbert i don't know like i said earlier uh the way he's going could end up being uh the the rookie of the year offensive rookie of the year he's having a very very good year joe burrow being out there isn't a ton of other rookies out there that uh are are just completely going off uh throughout the whole entire season like like justin herbert's been having a really good year uh my second my second stud uh, of the week is actually uh, going to be a, a Derek Carr. I like now, it. Uh, I, I know that's a little surprising. He's uh, only projected to have 17.2 points against an Atlanta team that just loves to give up points. Uh, Atlanta loves to give up points. Uh, their defense sucks. Uh, this is going to be one of those games where it's just going to be, I think it's going to be a very high scoring game and just completely going off uh, on on that. So uh, he's also been consistent. So he, he's not he's not in the top 10. I think he's like QB 15 right now uh, overall. But again, I think it's kind of stupid going against that shitty of a defense uh, that is only 17.2 uh, points. Um, my last one, which is a, a, a surprising one as well, is I'm going to go with uh, Giovanni Bernard uh, going against the Giants. He's projected to have 12.9 points. Now I think uh, I, I th- this I don't know I, I'm a I'm I think I'm gambling here a little bit just due wow. to the fact that uh, uh, with with mixing out with Burrow out they may be stacking it up, but I mean 12.9 points. Uh, for for a running back that's going to be starting, that's going to have no one behind him, uh, I I think he he can definitely do it. But it's going to be a boomer bust game for me for that for that pick there. 
Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say that Geo is gonna be a big miss. Okay. Um, but that's just because the kid that's getting the start, I think this is gonna be his fourth career start. Um, and like you said, they're just gonna be stacking the box, bringing it all at them. That offensive line is horrendous. Um, I wouldn't, I, you know, even with Mixon in there, it was tough sledding. And Mixon's a hell of a lot better than Bernard. Um, I don't know about that one. You don't, mix, mix, you don't mix think it sucks. You don't think Mixon's... I'm <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Obviously, I'm not having the same type of tree you having out there. Don't worry, brother. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that was going to be a boomer bust one for me. But I, I saw you went with the Lamar Jackson at 26 points. So I was like, ah, you know what? I could take, go take a flyer. Bus. I could take a flyer. I'm going to take a boomer, boomer bust. So, I like it. Uh, well, again, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I just finished my beer. I should probably go get some pumpkin beers for the for the week. Uh, hit us up, Bryduck, with those closing remarks. Yeah, I, you guys got uh, us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow us at Fantasy Football BS. Make sure you guys are following us on social media, Instagram, YouTube, at Fantasy Football BS, and on Twitter, at Fantasy FBBS. Uh, make sure you guys are keeping up this week. We're going to be dropping a lot of content in the next couple days just because it's kind of a short week. A lot of games coming up on Thursday. want to make sure that we got you guys ready and prepared, um, you know, come kickoff Thursday uh, Thursday afternoon uh, or, or morning if you're over there on the West Coast. Uh, so make sure that you guys are, are following us. Turn those notifications on so when you can see whenever those uh, those. Uh, posts are uh, updated and then uh, next episode will be next week we'll be uh, going with the foos clues injuries uh, studs and duds um, obviously your bi-week replacements and then you, you know guys we're, we're coming up here to playoffs here pretty soon so uh, definitely going to be wanting to start strategizing for playoffs here so get ready to uh, start sending us those dms uh, make sure you guys are hashtagging them with foos clues so that way he can see all your guys's questions and bring them over to our listener mailbag and as always thank you to our sponsors air care heating and cooling you can reach them at 408 809-7350 or visit them at www.aircareheatandcool.com Happy Thanksgiving guys Peace out You can catch me on the daily 101 and 280 Hustling in traffic, never been fugazi I'm a babe boy, many of you know by now You be naive to say Queens ain't holding it down